Thank you for joining the Homeschool Help Desk Live. My name is Tam and I'm here to help you. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube at Cousin Tam. And now let's get into the show. Sorry for that delay. Um, I was supposed to put together a list of the um, channels that we like for, for sign language. Um, and I didn't. Because honestly, what we do is we just search sign language and then whatever word we're looking for. So we haven't yet, to my knowledge, we haven't subscribed to anybody in particular because we've been searching for it based on the word or phrase that she wants to learn for that, you know, like that word of the day. Um, but then she's also been using this sign language dictionary that we got from the library. So I don't have a list of channels because mostly the ones that we go for, uh, it's just kind of random, but usually they're always women. So <laughs> I don't know that that helps at all, but that's how we've been doing it. But this time I'll pay more attention to the ones that we click on more often, but we don't have like a subscribe. We haven't subscribed to any of their channels. We just search for it almost like a dictionary, like using YouTube, like Google. So yes, I know you sent me a reminder. I know, <laughs> and I still didn't do it. <laughs> but in my defense, I was I was distracted because I was live uh, like twice yesterday, so for for a few hours, and we were just having a good chat um, when we were on live. So I didn't um, I didn't do my homework. <laughs> good morning. Yes, it is one of those mornings. Yeah, there isn't, there's a couple apps for sign language, if I remember correctly. So yeah, I would say if you're interested though, just test out a bunch of different resources. There's not any that I'm like hard, fast, like this is the one. I just use whatever we come across that gets the message across. Because at this point, because she's still new to it, my middle child, I just want her to explore everything. We haven't really settled down on any one particular resource as of yet. She's only been doing it for a few weeks. So as I find something, of course, I'll let you guys know, but it's not um, anything where I'm like, oh, this one for sure. We're just using YouTube, like a search engine um, for the phrases, and then a book from the library that she's just kind of, it's like, it's just, a, it's a sign language dictionary. But I do have some sign language resources that are already listed in the, on the resources list. So you can check out those too. You said different subject. Can we see your fancy planner? That was $10,000. <laughs> it was so not $10,000. Um, it's actually upstairs right now. Um, so if you want to wait a moment, I can walk to go get it, I guess. Give me a moment. Somebody moved my fan. I gotta figure out where my, oh, there it is. I was gonna say somebody moved my stuff. Okay, so this is the planner. 
It came from Target. I think it was, I think it's originally priced at being $35. And I paid like 20 because I had some coupons and such and discounts and whatnot on my Target app. So this one's by Day Designer. And it's set up to be um, on the academic calendar because it starts at July and goes through June. Um, what I have done though, is I've just moved like July and August are moved to the back. So September is first. Yes, I ran to, I just uh, went off to go get my planner. <laughs> Aiden's doing independent work for a few minutes. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, I love it when our kids can be like independent though. So that's what the interior pages look like. There's like a to-do list on one side and some blank space on the other for the days of the week. And then your weekends are just to list, like there's no to-dos on your weekend, but of course you can fill it in with whatever you do on the weekends. And then they have the little bookmark that you can move around. I'm liking it so far. I've been using it, but I, I always use them when I first buy them. <laughs> The real test is, am I still using it in December? <laughs> so we'll see. Um, but so far, I like it. It definitely matches my black and gold aesthetic. <laughs> um, and I think, I'm pretty sure Target still has them. Yes, I'm back. How are y'all today, by the way? I mean, I know some people were, were coming in while I was doing having the technical difficulty on, on YouTube. But... Um, <clears throat> How are things going for you guys? I know yesterday, if you if you weren't part of the live yesterday, I did go live um, as I was updating our records. Hey, good morning. How are you? Is that Kat? I know it says user on my end. Yes. Hey, Kat. I was thinking about you yesterday after we got off live because I, I feel like I got off kind of abruptly, like while we were still chatting about you know what's going on with you got with you so I was like I, I was like I hope I see her again <laughs> so yes I'm so happy that you're here this morning hey yeah I, I started going live yesterday afternoon keeping up with my record keeping like just to as I was updating what I do because y'all know I do the six weeks on one week off schedule so during the week off is when I get all caught up on my record keeping if I haven't been on top of it like I'm supposed to be, you know, every week. And so I was getting caught up and um, the conversation just kind of made a natural transition to just being like, you know, just a safe space for us as homeschoolers um, because actually what ended up happening yesterday was um, the people on the live that were there a little bit earlier on got a firsthand look at what it looks like when someone tries to troll me um, about homeschooling um, because it does happen. There's always somebody that wants to, you know, come into our space and tell us why we're wrong for what we do. Like basically home, homeschool explained to us about our decisions. So like, you know, you guys that were on there yesterday got to see that happen in real time. Um, sometimes it just happens in the comments of my videos and I just delete them before anyone tries to engage with them. Some people were engaging with the, the commenter and even I, I was basically just asking questions back. Like they were asking questions, I was answering with questions. I was answering questions with questions. 
um, because I, I don't take those people seriously who do that. So, um, so yeah. And then it also later, like that person ended up leaving and then, um, or maybe they didn't leave, but they just stopped talking. And then we just started talking about just having, and having our own little community here for, you know, when you're struggling and not having someone bash you for having the audacity, having the audacity to be human while homeschooling. So it was a nice chat. Good morning. Hey, you said you're drinking your coffee before starting the day. Your kids are asking a lot of playtime. Okay, that's good. I, I always like to let my kids in the morning get their wiggles and giggles out before we start, especially when they were, were younger. That was essential. Once I got off my high horse about trying to replicate British boarding school, <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, if I let them play in the morning, they actually learn better or they, they're more focused. Oh, you said you missed that. Yeah, it was nothing worth being there for. I mean, it was just, to me, it, it was just one of those things where it's like, this happens at least weekly where someone will come in and say, you, you know, homeschooling's bad or it, you guys choosing a homeschool leaves. I don't know. I don't even know the arguments anymore. It wasn't socialization though. This one was like, um, saying we're all religious and leaving the public school system puts public school students at a disadvantage or something to that effect. I can't remember everything they said. It was just a lot of noise to me. <sighs> Your struggling reader is not up for the easiest level of Duolingo. Suggestions? Have you tried Reading Eggs or have you done a free trial of that? I haven't personally done that one or Khan Academy Kids um, to see if either of those apps might be better or even some of the um, games on PBS games could be a better fit. I would try either of those three apps, but also if anyone else wants to drop what you guys are using. You said you had a huge win with your daughter. She has struggled with money concepts, but the light went on. I love light bulb moments. I'm so glad to hear that. Yes. That's what keeps me going is like, I live from light bulb to light bulb. <laughs> you said your guys decided to do their chores this morning. We'll do school later. I know that's right. Start off the day with a clean house or just, you know, in a, in a, in a tidy state of mind. That's what I try to do with my kids too every day. Good morning. Hey. I am so excited, um, Tiana, to go get my Starbucks. I was like, let me wear my most basic mom outfit, you know, white tee and jeans. So I can be in the proper uniform <laughs> for going to get my very first iced coffee later today. I'm so excited about that. <clears throat> Good morning. You said homeschool for the win. I agree. How do you deal with your kids wanting to go to school if they do? I'm not in this position anymore. Um, but honestly, what I did when they were interested, I was like, all right, let's look up what school you'd be going to. I just gave them all the information, like no bias. I was just like, this is what it would be. You would go to this school. Your bus stop is there. The start time of school is this time. This is the school schedule. This is the school lunch menu. Like we just, I just gave them the information and, um, we went to the school's website so they could see the pictures and, you know, see some of the teachers and, you know, and then of course their friends go to the schools that they would be going to. So they had a conversation with their friends. And after they had the information and they 
were able to compare and contrast on their own and, and get that firsthand experience from their friends, um, they didn't want to go anymore. <laughs> so I find in my my the method I think that has worked best for me is to don't withhold information. Just give them the information. Don't sugarcoat it. Don't fear monger. Um, just tell them this is what this is what your day looks like now. Obviously, this you know you're living it. This is how your day will change. Um, you know when we choose to enroll you when it's time to enroll you. And that was it um, for me. I just gave them the information. Um, and I think also the main thing that probably tipped them over the edge more than anything I said was they um, talked to their friends and it's their friends are always asking to be homeschooled. But, you know, my, my friend who's their mom is like, ain't no way. <laughs> so so they you know, them telling my kids their experiences, I think, actually is what tip them over um, and they don't want to go anymore. They're not interested. They're like, oh, I thought it was going to be like what they see on TV. And my their friends were like, no, it's nothing like that. <laughs> so yeah, I just gave them the info. But um, yeah, guys, please do share if, if you've been in that situation and, and you want to share your experience of what your kids, what you have done or said, please do. This is collaborative. Uh, you said, yes, PBS games and videos and Khan Academy kids might be good because they have some basic activities. Yeah. And they're free. I'm, I gave you some free ones so that you don't have to like sign up. I mean, you probably have to sign up with like an email, but there's no money involved. So you can test it out and see if it's good. He said the past two days, you guys did painting or Play-Doh first and it worked for third, fourth and sixth. Okay. Awesome. You're so informative. Thank you for always sharing. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I try to be. You said a perk to home for homeschool was your daughter was not having to get up early. That's the thing that really I I think my kids were surprised at how early they would have to get up. And they were just like horrified. Like, why do we have to get up at five to be ready for the bus at six? <laughs> I was like, that's time management. Like if the bus comes at this time, you have to get up at this time so that you can you know, get dressed, brush your teeth, wash your face, have a little bit of a breakfast and get your bag and homework together and get out the door. And they were like, homework? I was like, yeah, the work that you have to do after school. Oh, so yeah, they're not interested. <laughs> you said you enrolled your kids. They lasted for three days. They were appreciative to homeschool after the experience. Yeah, sometimes guys, you just have to let your kid experience it. I mean, they have a little bit of FOMO because they're, you know, thinking they're missing something sometimes let it let them try it and you know just let them know that they have the option to withdraw if they want to but you never know your kid might really thrive in school and the whole purpose of us as you know our whole thing as parents is we want to give our kids the best education we can and sometimes that is admitting it's not with you and if that is the case we have to just step aside and let our kids you know let our kids thrive but um you know just you, you might try it and they, they are like, uh, please, no. <laughs> so it just, I think it depends on the kid. Like I know we've had people in, um, in the lives who have a, have one child in public school and one child, not, uh, one child homeschooling. So, <clears throat> you know, on, on my page, on my platform, I'm always going to tell you do what's in your kid's best interest. Um, I don't try to bash anyone's choice either way, because what I think is great 
might not work for you and vice versa. Like what you think is amazing isn't going to work for me. So, um, but I would say if your kids are, are, are asking, give them the information. If possible, if they have friends in public school, have them talk to their friends in public school. What do they like about it? What do they not like about it? Um, treat it almost like a, a research project, like um, a sociology experiment, if you want. And have them explore and compare and contrast the differences. Like it, it literally could be a lesson on what are the different types of schooling. You could introduce them to private school, charter school, boarding school, public school, homeschool, and just make like a chart about it, or even just you know what are a Venn diagram. That would be a great opportunity to introduce a Venn diagram. How are these things the same? How are they different? Which do you prefer? So I, I I'm not the type of person that thinks withholding information from children, especially on something like that is in their best interest like they should know what public school is like and they should know the differences of what they're experiencing and what um you know 90 percent of other kids are experiencing so why not if they're curious give them the info and then trust their own judgment trust what you've already put in place that what you've established in your home is is best for them and if it is it'll hold up to scrutiny too like that that's one of the things that i'm i think most proud of is that after giving them the information and and stepping aside and, and and presenting it in you know an unbiased way, they still chose homeschooling because I was fully prepared to enroll them if they were like dead set, but they weren't. After the information, they were like, "No, thank you." <laughs> you said, "Now you're all homeschooling, and we love it." Yeah. <laughs> you said your kids don't like that they have certain times they have to eat and everything. I know. Yeah, that. I, I don't think that my kids were, in, they didn't like the losing the freedom thing. You know, they like the the aesthetics of school, I think, but they don't actually want to be a part of school. <laughs> you said, yeah, the public schools are kind of bad though. I, yeah, I, I think it definitely depends on where you are and, and the support of the administration and teachers. It, there's a lot of things that go into that gumbo that can make it good or bad for sure. You have one kid and oops, one kid in Head Start and one school, one in virtual public school. Sorry, I'm not reading well today. <clears throat> yeah, I think like you're having that um, experience where you have one child doing one thing and one doing another. I think that is, you know, the quintessential thing is like you have to be prepared as a parent to support what's going to make put your kid in the best position. <clears throat> you said your daughter just wants school for the friends. So we're working on finding meetups. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at on that is like, I think most homeschool kids look at public school for the aesthetics. Like, you know, they see the, the shows on Disney and whatever else, Cartoon Network, and they think, oh, I, if I went to school, I'd have this, you know, cool clique of friends and we'd, you know, have this great time. Definitely the aesthetics, I think, are misleading on TV, <laughs> which is why I say just present the truth to your kids. Let them know like, yeah, you you probably would have some friends in class. Don't get me wrong, but you're not going to be able to pass notes and talk and do all that. You're going to have to do that during designated times of the day, whether that's lunch or recess or possibly PE. Um, I know in our kids or in our schools, you are definitely uh, they they 
organize you alphabetically. So her, my uh, middle child, for example, her best friend's last name is at the beginning of the alphabet and she's toward, we're towards the end. So they wouldn't be in the same homeroom. They wouldn't probably be in many of the same classes. It'd be like luck if they got in the same one. And I had to just tell her like, that's the truth of it. You would see her more outside of school, just like you do now than you would inside of school. And if you were in the same class, you would still need to focus on the class. You wouldn't be able to talk to your friend throughout that class. The teacher is going to be talking. You would need to be listening so that you can do your work. And if there's, you know, homework or what have you, you would need to come home and do that. So, you know, just giving her the basic, not any fear about it. Just like, let me tell you how it is, <laughs> you know, just like everything looks good on TV, but in reality, this is what the public school experience is like. So. You said yet yeah, the yeah, the Disney actors are probably homeschooled. I know, right? Like people who are child actors playing public school kids are usually not in public school themselves. It's kind of <laughs> kind of weird. But yeah. You said also kids can be kind of cruel. The social aspects can be negative and bad, yes, and bad influences. Like that's the part that I think gets glossed over anytime someone brings up the socialization argument. It's like not all socialization is positive. And my thing is, even when they come back with, oh, well, kids need to experience it so it makes them tougher, it makes them stronger. It's like, no, no, I am allowed to give my child a positive childhood, as positive as I can. They'll have decades to deal with adulting and all that kind of stuff. My kids are just now, my oldest is just now turning 13, 10, and 6. You mean to tell me for those first few years, I'm not allowed to give them as positive of an experience as I possibly can? Why would they need to, how is being bullied or having a negative experience earlier in life an advantage? And who's to say that they haven't experienced a negative encounter? But the thing is, with my kids, we don't have to stay there. If my kids have a negative experience at like the library or the park or in one of the activities that they're part of, Taekwondo, Girl Scouts or something like that, we can choose whether or not we continue that experience. Whereas, unfortunately, in some situations in public school, even if you report bullying or even if you tell the your kid tells the teacher or administrators that they're having a negative experience, sometimes it's not solved. They still have to endure it. So anyway, <laughs> your son thinks public school is just friends and socializing. Yeah. And, you know, it's like I said, that I think it's a great opportunity to introduce all the differences that come along with public school, like, you know, making sure that our kids are aware um, of what, what it really looks like. It's, you know, you don't, we don't want our kids growing up in this bubble where they are misinformed. So I think it's a, like I said, a, a good opportunity to compare and contrast, like having a good compare and contrast activity, talk about the differences between all the different types of schooling that are available. <clears throat> good morning. So yeah, if y'all are just hopping in, I will say today's um, live is going to be just one hour um, because I do have to go and get Starbucks, an iced coffee for my first time and um, go get my daughter enrolled in um, Girl Scouts for the year and get her new uniform and stuff. So I will not be here um, for the full time today, but I feel like it's fine because I was live a long time yesterday. <laughs> So we're not really missing out on any any um, anything. 
Good morning. Hey, you said you live in a district that has no diversity and it's more important for you to protect him. Of course, of course. Yeah, my, my thing about, like I said, any anytime anyone criticizes any aspect of parenting, this is not specific to strictly homeschool. Anytime anyone wants to criticize you as a parent, I feel like it's just their way of saying, it's their way of trying to validate their choices as parents. Because my thing is, if it's right for you, it would it wouldn't matter what I'm doing. You wouldn't feel like you have to, you know, open up the comment section and type your very long multi-part message to tell me why my choice isn't good. I think you're doing that for yourself. It's more of a reflection on you because I've never seen, and maybe maybe I'm just naive in this, but I've never seen a happy person or someone who is happy with their choice go out of their way to demonize someone else's choice or to you know, make someone, you know, be critical of someone else. If I'm good with what I'm doing, what I, I have no issues with you doing something different. <laughs> so like I said, it's really more of a reflection on that person not being happy with their choices than it is me with my choices. Oh, you said the best part is your son is cuddled up with you right now. Ah, sleeping in. I know those are... To me, best times, right? Because no, none of us, first of all, it's no guarantee that our kids are even going to want to have a relationship with us when they get older because they're going to be off doing their own things. I'm going to soak up this time. I'm going to embrace this time. There's there's no, there's no, nothing more important to me than this time that I have with my family because even, even the best of families that are the closest of close, your kids still go off and do their own thing and you see them, you know, throughout the holidays maybe, or, you know, occasionally when they take vacation from what they're doing, they might come back home. So I'm going to embrace these years. And there's, to me, there's, and especially given all the technology that we have, everything that we have access to now that we didn't have 20 years ago, I have no incentive to send my kids to school. There's nothing that I feel like that is at school that we couldn't replicate at home or even possibly do a little better at home. So anyway, enough of that. He said last night was fun. I agree. <laughs> I had a good time with you guys yesterday. Um, I may, I don't know. I don't know how often I'll be able to do that, but I thoroughly enjoyed, um, you know, people coming on, going live together and having it be more like a FaceTime chat. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. <clears throat> Any cons to homeschooling groups? I, uh, yeah, there's cons to every type of group. Anytime you get a group of people together, you're going to have times where personalities may clash um depending on who the leaders are of the group they they may not be very good leaders they may not be very qualified leaders that's any group ever so yeah there can be cons um that's why it's so important when you and i've said this in other videos when you are looking for a homeschool group i would say don't don't rush to commit you want to make sure that the values of the group align with your values the leadership of the group is you know, someone that you would choose to be in leadership. So yeah, any group ever, any anything that you join, you always want to, um, you know, make, just be, be critical of it, you know, go into it with open eyes and um, test them out before you commit to, to the group, whatever group that is, that whether that be homeschooling or like Girl Scouts or um, any, anything that you join where there's going to be other people involved, 
yeah, you definitely want to um, be on the lookout for and, and, and know what your cons are, because what, what is a con for you is going to be different than a con for me. So you're going to want to make sure that you know what for you is a red flag so you can be on the lookout for that if you see it when you when you arrive. You said that's totally fair. Yeah, I think that's, that's anything that you join. <clears throat> you mentioned before that your son wants to go back to public school and I want to thank you for assuring that there's nothing wrong with that if he feels better learning in public school. Yeah, there's not. There's not. I mean, I'm a product of public school. I can't, you know, completely bash the system and be like, it's horrible. No one should do it. Like, no, some of us come out fine. Um, I would I would just say continue to be an active parent, you know, be be the teacher's you know, co-teach with your, your child's teacher and be your child's advocate if, if anything arises where they need you. But yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. My mother was an ever-present force <laughs> at my school and not in a negative way, but she just always made sure my teachers knew who she was, knew that they could contact her and that they were a team. You know, there was, there's nothing inherently wrong with you sending your kid to public school, but if it's not a good fit, if there's bullying, if they're not learning, if you know, you feel like they're being, they're not getting the attention they need. That's when you have to be your child's advocate while they're there. So yeah, I'm, I'm not a, I don't totally bash the entire system. I know that there are fantastic teachers out there. I follow some on this app. You always just want to be, you always want to try to just put your kid in the best position possible. And, and sometimes that's admitting it's not with you as a homeschool, but it could be like you in tandem with the teacher could be a great thing. So absolutely. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. Can you, can I, whoa, what did that comment say? Can I teach your daughter? No, <laughs> I'm not taking on any other children. Nope. Yeah. We're going to test out a homeschool meetup in an hour. Oh, it's an hour away. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully it all works out. Yeah. No, I totally understand being scared to put her in public school, but I am not taking on anybody else's children. Not, like even my best friend was like, can they come? No. Mm -mm. Like, please don't misunderstand me. I like my kids. I don't like everybody else's. And I'm not looking for any more. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying this episode of Homeschool Help Desk Live. If you'd like to participate in a live show, you can follow me on TikTok at Cousin Tam and join the live every Monday through Thursday from 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And now back to the show. I'm, I'm maternal and nurturing, but I'm not a teacher. Like what teachers do to me is superhuman. The fact that you can take on someone else's child and and try to, you know, love them in their way and nurture them. I think that's beyond my ability. Even when I'm around other people's, my even when I'm around like my family's kids, I'm just like, yeah, I can't wait to go home. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm not a, I'm not child friendly for other people's kids. I'm like, my kids, they know me. I know them. We're good. But I, I cannot, I can't be a Girl Scout troop leader. I can't be a homeschool group leader. Like that's just, it's not in me. <clears throat> you said your kids want to be homeschooled, but you don't know how to start. Well, hey, you're in a great place. Lots of homeschoolers here. Ask ask away. If you want to drop what state you're in, there might be someone that's here who can give you more detailed information. Um, if not, then in my profile, I do have a Rolodex of other homeschoolers that's listed by state. So you can look up those homeschoolers and reach out to them on this app. 
to ask if you have like specific state questions. But other than that, like we basically here, if you're new to me, we talk about curriculum and what we are liking, what we're struggling with. Um, so yeah. Oh, Massachusetts. Let's see. Um, let's see if anyone on the Rolodex is from Massachusetts. Also, if anyone here is from Massachusetts. I feel like I haven't looked up Massachusetts state law, so I don't know about that. Okay, I don't see anyone on the list from Massachusetts. Oh, there you go, Miranda. Hey. So, Miranda, do you... Let's see. What is it? Where did... Oh, Nanya Biz. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I don't know if you guys want to chat back and forth a little bit about getting started in Massachusetts. But awesome. Thank you for being here. So the question she was asking was, once you give notice in Massachusetts, can you just take them out? So I'm going to let Miranda chime in on that. Usually, though, once you have withdrawn, there is a window of time that some states will ask. They'll say, like, you need to register as a homeschooler within 14 days or within 30 days. Um, it's 30 days here in Georgia, in case anyone's wondering. Um, but I don't know. Let's look up Massachusetts law. <clears throat> and you can do this. I don't know if you, you said your name's Jessica. Okay. Wait, where did it go? All my comments are going kind of backwards. Okay. Yes. You said your name's Jessica. So um, if you haven't already, I would suggest going to the Department of Education for Massachusetts. That's usually where you find the best info. But let's, why can't I spell Massachusetts? There you go. How <laughs> can I spell Massachusetts? <laughs> I figured it out. Had to sound it out. Okay, here we go. So Department of Education for Massachusetts, I'm looking it up now. <clears throat> Homeschool. So in the top right, they have a search bar. I'm, I just typed in Massachusetts. I do this on every state's website, by the way. Okay, so then I'm flipping, I'm gonna flip the camera so you can see what it looks like. I would say if you haven't already been to this site, uh, go to it and spend some time on it before you fully withdraw. Ooh, okay, come on, I'm trying to flip. There we go. So there we go. Massachusetts Department of Elementary and Secondary Education is what they call it. It's doe.mass.edu forward slash homeschool to get to this page. And what you'll want to do is just read through this. Do not skim. Like when it comes to homeschooling, you you want and need to know the law like forwards and backwards and feel feel very comfortable with it um, before you start making like big changes. It doesn't look like there's, um, it's not a, a ton to read, but I would definitely read this. You can go under this law that they referenced to, to read through that um, so that you're just getting all the details of what is required. Okay. And then it says here, parents planning to educate their child at home must notify, preferably in writing, the district in which they live as the first step in the approval process. Notification alone does not authorize a parent to begin homeschooling. Removing a child of a compulsory school age from school without an approved homeschooling plan 
would cause a child to become truant. So in your state, it sounds like you have to submit your plan for what you're going to do first and be approved before you can fully withdraw. So that's why I say very important to read through this. I would also say if you're on other social media, like you know Facebook or something, try to look up Massachusetts homeschooling um, like groups so that you can get the specifics of what would be required. And you like you just don't want to make any missteps when it comes to stuff like this. Um, and it looks like they don't. I mean, I, I think this is going to take me to the same page that I'm on. Yeah. So uh, there's not a lot to click around on. But again, you want to read through this <clears throat> so that you are well versed in it before you make any big moves. You don't want to have to deal with truancy that, you know, could potentially have you in some sort of legal spiral. Um, so definitely um, look into all of the details before you make any big moves and, and read through like the laws and all the requirements. But more importantly, find homeschoolers that are already in Massachusetts so that you can get that like real deal rundown of like, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to look out for. Um, so that you're aware. <clears throat> uh, you said, wow, Massachusetts is tough. Yeah. Good morning, Kaya. Hey. Yeah. In many states, you, in many states, you just need to notify. That's very true. Like Massachusetts is definitely one of the states that has more regulations than most. Um, but since I don't know the law well enough, I, I don't feel comfortable advising it other than how, you know, in just what I just did. Uh-oh, where did it go? You're not getting the invites anymore? Oh, really? I'm, I'm convinced that um, when people come across my videos, they put, they they um probably flag it. I'm, I, I, I feel like my days on TikTok are numbered. <laughs> I don't know. So if ever I'm not here, guys, I'll be live on YouTube. But um, yeah, I don't know. People don't like what I'm talking about, I guess. You're still waiting for approval and you started back in December. So like a whole year, almost a whole year you've been waiting? Wow. And you said you called yesterday. They're waiting for a meeting to get the approval. Oh my word. Wow. Wow. Massachusetts is really tough. Okay. So you said, yeah. Um, you say you, you really want to take them out. So you're willing to learn all you need. Yeah. So yeah, I would say start there if you haven't already been there. And um, I would maybe link up with Miranda. You guys can talk a little bit back and forth. Um, so, you know, so you can get her perspective on the experience that you know she was just talking about. She's been waiting for a while. Um, but yeah, that's a lot for Massachusetts. Um, wow, good morning. You said, do you have information and how to start? Well, so I refer, <laughs> but what state are you in? <clears throat> and I do on my page, I do have like a how to get started series, but it's not specific to any state other than Georgia because that's where I am. But if you want to drop your state, just like we were talking about, oh, Texas, fan favorite over here. Texas is the is like the gold standard of where we all want to be, right? Texas, you just start. <laughs> like if your child has never been to school, and I don't know if you said that already. I don't think you said if you are starting from like pre-K or if you would be withdrawing. 
in Texas, if you have, if your child has never been to school, you just start homeschooling. There's no notification. You just start. Um, and if your child has been to school, then you would simply withdraw them according to your district's policy for withdrawal. And then you just start. So Texas is everyone's fan. It's like a fan favorite of homeschooling. <laughs> um, but yeah, Texas is very, very simple by comparison to Massachusetts, which seems like, the, like basically those two states are at the opposite ends of the spectrum. Hey, Hannah, good morning. I'm not forgetting you, not at all. <laughs> oh, you said you bet Massachusetts does that so the parents give up. I don't know. I mean, it, it does seem like that approval process is extremely long though, but yeah. I, it's so interesting that we had both of those states back to back to talk about. That just goes to show like anyone else who is interested in homeschooling, it's it varies from state to state as you've just seen. Like I don't even have to look up Texas state law. I know it well enough now. My my parents live there. So it's like my backup state if ever we moved. <laughs> um, and then Georgia is somewhere in the middle. Like we we Texas, you don't have to notify at all if you like tech in Texas homeschool is the default the you would only know to, you would you would only need to provide anything in writing if you're withdrawing from a from a school district um massachusetts has a long like has you have to be approved to homeschool and then georgia my state and others like it you do have to notify annually very much like vehicle registration we do have testing requirements every three years starting at the third grade level and we are encouraged and it is required to keep like progress reports and like have your own record keeping system and keep those records for three years. So kind of in the middle, it's not at, you know, so every state is a little bit different, which is why it's so important to know the rules of your state. Like if you're in this live and following, you know, me, everything that I say is going to be more specific to Georgia. Um, but even with me, I do a little bit more than what Georgia requires. So you, you've got to learn it for yourself. You cannot skim that information for your state. Even me saying, Texas has no rules. Still go read the rules though. Like cuz they they do have information about what is, you know, what homeschooling is like in Texas. So still read it, but just know like there's nothing that you got to turn in. <laughs> um <clears throat> Let's see. Let's let's just do the comparison while we're here. Hey, yeah, freedom versus control. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Um okay, so I'm doing the same thing. I went to Texas's yeah the Texas Department of Education, type in homeschool. Mm, 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 in their search. So for Texas, the, the website is tea.texas.gov. Mm, 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 mm. So I type in homeschool. What? Do they, what do they, what do they call it in Texas? They, nothing came up under homeschool. Let's try home education. Nope. Let me try homeschool again. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> homeschool students. Homeschoolers are not under the authority of the Texas Education Agency. <laughs> it's like, they just say, we, we have nothing for you. You're not under our authority. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so it literally just says homeschool homeschoolers are not under the authority of the Texas Education Agency. Um, 
Local education agencies are not required to assess or provide services for students enrolled in charter schools and private schools or homeschooled. So they basically just say, you're, they're not they're not your authority. You're not under their authority. Seriously, there's nothing else though? Let's try something else. Let me try one other website for Texas. Surely they say more than that, other than just, you got it. <laughs> Texas. Okay, here's another website for Texas. It's ed.gov. No, that's that's the United States one. So yeah, I guess that's it. Texas, they got nothing for you. <laughs> but um, if you wanna just look up something that's a little bit more official, I do have a link in my profile for the Homeschool Legal Defense Agency, which is just hslda.gov, I mean, .org, excuse me, forward slash legal. And it really is Texas is you do you boo. <laughs> but um, I would have thought they put, they don't even have like a webpage dedicated to it. That's how much they're like, you got it. <laughs> They didn't even dedicate a page to it on their website, other than to say, you're not under the Texas Education Authority. <laughs> okay, you have a question. Yeah, what, did you already ask it? Did I miss it? I know I was looking away. You said, let's see. Did you already ask the question? I'm looking back up and I'm wearing white. It's harder to see the comments. Okay, I don't, oh, wait a minute. Yes, Texas is like a choose your own adventure book, the entire state. <laughs> That's so funny. You said it's so easy. You went off HSLDA and it shows the requirements, but you have free reign over your children's education. Yeah, the HSLDA website, um, some people like it, some people don't. Which is why I, I do record I do have it listed in the profile, but I also say go to the Department of Education for your state just in case there's been any changes or updates so that you're getting it directly from the source. So check out both. <clears throat> you're planning on taking an opportunity that would take us to Canada for six months at least. Can you still homeschool from outside the US? Short answer is as long as you have as long as you're maintaining um a residence in the U.S. like you're you're going to still be a citizen and you you have a residence here. Yes. And you would just follow the state laws of that state. You can absolutely travel um, as as a homeschooler. Um, I me and my kids took up went to the Caribbean for a month, but we you know, we're still going to be Georgia residents. So, yeah, um, the only thing that you would want to look into is if you're choosing to um, like relocate to another country but if it's just travel or you know for, for however long yeah oh you're in georgia yeah you, georgia's not clocking your residency um you know like or not residency your travel so if this is you're going to be in canada for six months sounds like a great educational experience have a great time just continue to follow the rules for georgia continue to send in your um declaration of intent every year uh, if you happen to be in Canada during that time, of course, you know, you can do it online. There's nothing to like you have. You don't have to be physically present to send it in. But, you know, just follow the rules of the state where you are a resident. So if, if that's Georgia, then, yeah, just follow Georgia's rules and enjoy Canada. That's someone that's a place that I would travel. There's not many places on my list where I'm like, I'd like to go there. But Canada is one of those places. But yes, short answer. Yes, you can homeschool and travel. 
In fact, um, if you look up the hashtag on here and YouTube world schooling, you will see that there's a lot of people who travel a, several months out of the year and um, still have their home of residence in whatever state and they just follow the rules of that state and just travel freely. <clears throat> you said you're in Texas too and as a new homeschool mom, I feel like I'm missing something. It's so unregulated. That's the, that's what freedom feels like though. And and I, I will tell you for me at the beginning in Georgia too, because I, I feel like even though we have a notification, annual notification, there's nobody checking up on things. Like people aren't coming to your house. So yeah, that freedom, by, you know, in, especially in comparison to like public school, it's very daunting, but that's exactly what it is. Like you are free in Texas to choose your curriculum, to do your record keeping as you want to, whether you keep track of um, attendance or not. Um, yeah. And so basically you, you as a new homeschooler are going to have to find your flow, feel out what's going to work best for you, what type of record keeping style you want to have, if any. And, you know, don't be afraid to try and fail at things because that's how you're going to learn what works at you. Like fail is not a dirty word. It doesn't have to be a dirty word. It's like, you know, what isn't working. And then you learn from that, you know, learn from that experience and choose something else. I can tell you if, you know, my first three years, if you really, if I, you know, go back and look at them, you could look at that completely as a fail, but I did learn what I don't like and what doesn't work. And so that's what made, that's what has shaped my experience now, nine years in. So yeah, in Texas, because you don't have the guardrails or, you know, like the bumpers in bowling, there's no bumpers. <laughs> um, you're going to have to, you know, figure out your own rhythm. But that's why, that's why I enjoy doing these lives with you guys, because we can learn from each other. Um, unfortunately, today I am cutting it short uh, in about five minutes, just because I do have to get going. I do have some appointments today with uh, with getting my daughter registered for Girl Scouts, but I will be back live probably maybe even this afternoon. Um, but definitely I plan to keep the 8.30 to 10 schedule um, going forward. You said Quebec is so pretty. I agree. I agree. You said you used to party in Canada almost every weekend. <laughs> Said you're in Texas and you're getting to understand how lucky that makes you. We we do tend to put Texas on a pedestal in the homeschool community. It's like, oh, they're not bothering anybody. <laughs> but yes, that freedom is is like I said, especially if you are someone like me who is comforted by structure, it it feels daunting to have so much freedom. You said your son is in the ninth grade this year and we do four days a week with focus on his interests. I think that sounds amazing. You said that was back in your heyday. That's so funny. Mm. You said as many extra days you've given, it's all appreciated. Ah, thank you. <laughs> you said you're so glad you made it to hear the info you needed. Y'all have a good day. See you. You said you're an older mom. I feel like that too, especially on this app. On, on Instagram, I feel like I'm the appropriate age, but on this app, I feel... Like folks want to start calling me Granny Tam instead of Cousin Tam. I feel old. <laughs> you said we don't have, uh oh, we don't have much we have to do in Kentucky, but lots of counties overreach so people do extra to cover. I gotcha. 
Mm-hmm. Does Maine feel so free to? A lot of states do. Like I honestly, I personally don't mind the annual notification or the testing requirements because I feel like I would do that anyway. So the fact that it is part of Georgia law for me is no big deal. Um, but for certainly for unschooled, I can see how it would feel intrusive. Um, so yeah, I get it. I, but it depends on you know who you are as a person and what you like, what what makes you feel comfortable. And some people like myself, freedom feels like, uh, are you sure? Where are the rules? <laughs> you said you're an older mom on here too. <laughs> you said other moms are way younger than me when we do play dates. Oh, wow. Well, I'm glad I'm not alone in that. <clears throat> you said you do four days a week too because that's your work schedule, Sundays to Wednesdays, and then Thursday is catch up. Gotcha. I love that though for us that we can have such a, a flexible schedule because the truth is who said kids need five days a week why not four why not have three-day weekends every week i don't feel the the problem with i don't see the problem with that and the way that the world is going like the traditional eight to five monday through friday is we know that's that's not really business hours business hours are whenever we're doing business <laughs> whatever time of day that is and i feel like education um can and should follow suit. Like we do not have to be morning people with our homeschool. You can homeschool in the afternoons or evenings if that is what's best for you and your family or on weekends or on your days off. So for sure, you can definitely do that. You're going to your community's first homeschool convention today. Excited. Oh, awesome. I would love to know how that goes um, when we link back up next week, if you come back. Um, I'd love to know how that went for you guys. You said help with getting out of that grade level mindset. Your daughter is seven and you're still struggling with it. Okay. This is what helps me. When you when I think of grade levels, for, think of it like when you buy your kids clothes, okay? Your child might be seven, but maybe they're wearing a 6X. Or maybe they're wearing an eight or a 10. Just because your kid is seven doesn't mean they wear a size seven. Just because your kid is seven doesn't mean they're in first or second grade or kindergarten or whatever the age levels are. I don't know the ages that well. <laughs> um, for But like seven usually is like first or second grade. Our, your kid is going to, for homeschool, they're going to be in the grade where they're where they are mentally. And the thing is, it might not take nine months, like the traditional school schedule, it might not take nine months for your kid to progress from one grade to the next. So that's how I like to look at it. I, I remind myself that just because my kid is seven doesn't mean they wear a size seven. You know, like your your child's grade level or education level is just where they are. And it will it will probably differ if you have multiple kids too. So that's how I think of it from, you know, that's what helps me kind of break out of that. Like it doesn't mean that they, you know, being this age doesn't mean they have to be on this level. Being this age doesn't mean they have to wear this size clothes. Okay, cool. Testing with public school is optional for Maryland. Oh, okay. That's good to know. How is Girl Scouts? Is it only after school hours? Um, all the troops that I'm aware of in our area. Yeah. Yeah. They tend to meet after three or four. So yes, but I think part of that depends on the troop leader schedule and what girls are in the troop. So, but yeah, I think t they tend to be in the afternoons. 
Like, I don't think I've ever seen a troop meet before four. But we're enjoying it. We've been in it for four years, three or four years. I can't remember. And my, my middle child really enjoys it. You said, I'm, you're, I'm excited for you to try the Starbucks. We'll be, I'm going to, I'm, I'm planning to record my experience. Um, so I'll definitely post it. I, that's what I'm planning to do. Um, and probably make a silly video about it. I don't know. Um, but I don't know if, if I'll be back on tomorrow morning. Tomorrow's Friday. I'm usually not on in the morning. That's kind of like my relaxed, slow mornings day where I try to romanticize my life as a homemaker. <laughs> so we'll see on that one. If I am, if I do go live tomorrow, it won't be like this where I'm recording it. It'll just be something casual. Say good luck with your iced coffee. If you like sugar, ask for the extra. Coffee. No, I'm, I'm ordering it the way Tiana told me to. She she wrote it down for me. So I'm going to order it how she, I'm going to read it how she wrote it. Um, so we'll see what it is. He said many grade level requirements are mostly inappropriate for kids' actual needs. Mm. You said your truth has Saturday meetings because kids get out at different times. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think, I think it really depends on the troop on that. I don't think there's like, all troops meet at the same time. They could, there could be homeschooling troops. I'm just not, I'm not aware of any in my area, but I think it comes down to the troop leader schedule more often than not being the biggest indicator of what time they will meet. All right, y'all, I am going to end it for now. Good morning. I hope y'all enjoyed that episode of the Homeschool Help Desk Live. Remember that I am on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube at Cousin Tam. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye.